Welcome back to the Glacier Guys podcast. I'm here with my co-host, Joey Fernandez. And today we have a lot of uh, a lot of football news. Um, I mean, this has kind of been a common theme the past couple of weeks. But um, first off, Allen Robinson, we placed a franchise tag on him. So that that's in regards to Chicago football. So, of course, that's most important. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I feel like this was expected because mm-hmm. if we just let him walk for nothing, then it would have been kind of a disappointment, right. to say the least. I mean, I wouldn't have been completely surprised just because it's the Bears, you know. And oh yeah, they I mean, don't. They always uh, they find new ways to surprise me a lot. But um, <laughs> this is a step in the right direction for sure. Yeah, that would definitely would have hurt. Honestly, uh, I was, of course, they were the last team to announce it. They they dragged it out to the. Th- well, I wouldn't say they dragged it out all the way to the 3 p.m. deadline, but uh, they they dragged it out enough for me it to was, be scared. It was pretty <laughs> close, yeah. I, I had my tweet notifications on for uh, oh, th- Adam Schefter and Ian Rappaport. Was 3 p.m. what, the deadline for franchise uh, tagging? Yeah, and so yesterday was the deadline for every team okay. to uh, franchise tag their players. Yeah. So a lot of judgments were came to uh, yesterday yeah, about like, like the landscape was, for teams. That, was, that had to be right before 3, right? Yeah, it was around like two o'clock like and an it'd be like one forty-five ish, if I had to guess. Uh, I always have to make things interesting, right? Yep. I mean, we heard about K- Chris Godwin and Kenny Galladay at like yep. eleven. Mm-hmm. So, like, of course, the Bears just had to wait until like an hour before. Mm-hmm. But it's all right. I mean, at least they made the right choice. Uh, yeah, finally. I mean, <laughs> someone like Allen Robinson. I don't know. I feel like you need a star caliber receiver to really uh, succeed as a team. Um, I mean, I, I guess I kind of agree. I personally, I think it's about, uh, the system and then like the, uh, the group of wide receivers more than just the one guy. That's true. But I mean, I, it, it always helps to have that go. Yeah. I was about to say it definitely doesn't hurt. Right. Like, but, uh, yeah, I, I definitely don't think he's happy about it. Oh no. But he definitely like knew it was going to happen. And like we, him and his agent. we saw that on Twitter. He was liking tweet. I, I think it was Tori Smith. He's yeah. like, I hate the franchise tag. And I'm, it said, Allen Robinson has like this tweet. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. oh, okay. That's I think how he, he feels about it. I think he's made it pretty clear that uh, he doesn't want to play on a franchise tag. So hopefully uh, by July or whatever the deadline is mm-hmm. uh, that they can come to an extension. Right. But honestly, if we can't come to an extension, and we don't get some premier quarterback because the chances are pretty low at this point. Uh, I, I'd, I'd probably just trade him and yeah. get whatever you can at that point. Cause yeah. I, if we can't come to an extension, and he's probably won't be happy with us during the season anyway. So like, why do even you, have him on the team? Do you think there's a chance that he just sits out like willingly? Uh, I I'd say there's a chance. Yeah. I I don't think he will just because he's a he's a team guy mm-hmm. i would he's say not, like, he's not like kind of a diva type you know no but he knows his worth though oh yeah like, for sure he's definitely he definitely doesn't he definitely like wouldn't just throw himself out there if he yeah. didn't feel if like you follow him on social media contract. you could kind of tell the way he feels about himself you know yeah he, he's not really shy about putting his opinion out there yeah i mean i don't blame him for being confident he's definitely he's definitely worth the money that he wants for sure top six seven receiver in the league i'd say yeah definitely right I around mean, there if he if he had any sort of quarterback play in his career besides uh blake bortles and mitch trubisky i think uh i think he would definitely be in the conversation for like top five and honestly it's, it's it's crazy that he's been elite with these subpar quarterbacks. Like, exactly. You know, Blake Bortles, I mean, pretty clear bust. <laughs> and then Mitch, you could say the same for, you know. Yeah, I mean, he's he had 1,400 yards of Blake Bortles. It's literally like half his, like half Blake Bortles passing yards. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> yeah. 
It's pretty crazy if you ask me. I I like the point about trading though if an extension isn't reached because yeah. I don't know. Do you like all right, if we franchise Hagum and it's like a one-year deal whatever and then we get a Russell Wilson, you I mean he's going to be happier, you know. Yeah, I mean I I don't I'm not some cap expert, I would say, mm-hmm. but I know a little bit. I think it would be extremely tough. Like it would take a lot of contract restructures and stuff like that, and maybe some cuts to uh, even be able to sign Allen Robinson if we somehow got a quarterback who's getting paid. I right. mean, Russell Wilson's only getting paid eighteen million next year, so I mean, I guess it's plausible. But I he did sign a new deal, like uh, I think it was last year, or two mm-hmm. years ago, where it's just kicking in after this year. I think so. Right. Uh, it would it would uh, bump up a lot. So we would definitely have to cut some players on defense like Kyle Fuller or something, which Mm -hmm. would hurt, obviously. Do Watson and Wilson have the same, like, um, whose contract is worth more? Like, whose is bigger? Um, Or are they right around the same? They're about the – I think Watson might be a little more – actually, no, Wilson might be a little more AAV-wise, but Watson has more years. Right. So – it's just kind of a give and it's, take. I mean, either way, it's going to be pretty expensive. You know? Yeah, definitely. I think both of them will be over $30 million at one point. So mm-hmm. uh, it's just kind of like, he, I mean, but that's how much it costs for a good quarterback when I, you have them. Unless, it's not just a good. I mean, these are pretty elite quarterbacks. Yeah, exactly. I mean, if you're drafting one, it's a little different, but mm-hmm. you, you never know. I mean, I'm definitely cool with that option, though, by the way. <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. But what kind of package would you expect if we did were to trade Allen Robinson on, say, around the trade or uh, maybe say before the year uh what like what like for a one year Allen robinson i don't i honestly don't know what did you have any uh i it really depends i i'd say a second rounder is what uh is what i would expect i mean i could see a team getting extremely desperate if their wide receiver core uh just either isn't good or, like, has a bunch of injuries to mm-hmm. it and they feel like they can compete for a Super Bowl that year. But, like, it would be a late first-rounder, so it's basically like a second-rounder right. anyway. Right, But, I mean, I wouldn't be that mad at it. Uh, the If we got, like, a third-rounder, I'd be a little, like, come on. But uh, at least we got something, you know? Right. It's just... Yeah. It's it's a tough situation. Uh, preferably, he's he gets an extension uh, in like June, July, and then we don't even have to worry about it. That would yeah, I mean that would be fantastic. But um, I don't know. It's kind of hard to say where we're gonna go because yeah. we're being we're we're not being very transparent about like even the quarterback situation because like, yeah. they're like, well, Mitch might come back. We're leaving the door open a little bit, but it's kind of known that both sides are gonna part ways, and then yeah. With the whole Watson Wilson thing, I mean, we're hearing all this stuff from analysts, but like, definitely, yeah. Have we heard anything from Ryan Pace? Um, I mean, he's kind of he says like, oh, uh, we we're always going to make an attempt to uh, retain good players, and he brought up Allen's name specifically. Mm-hmm. Just completely left out Mitch, by the way. But yeah. I mean, whatever. We did say good players. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, I think I think the Bears will make an attempt to re-sign him. I they mm-hmm. were pretty far off during the year, but maybe they come to some sort of senses and right. uh, hopefully get get the deal done. Um, I mean. I know all the players want him back. I know he's a well-respected guy in the oh, locker yeah. room. So yeah, I mean, he's literally, I'd say, arguably the best player on the team. Yeah, I mean, I'd probably still give it to Khalil Mack, but yeah, yeah I could see it definitely. Um, 
Yeah, I, it's it's tough. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, Offensive side of the ball, it's not even close though. Like, oh he's no! By far I the mean, best player on the team. It's him, and then like David Montgomery. Yeah, exactly. But there's a Anthony there's a, Miller. <laughs> <laughs> there's quite a bit of gap in between him and Montgomery. I'd but, say so. Yeah, for but sure. Montgomery's very good though. Mm-hmm, extremely. Not to discredit him at all. For sure. Uh, so staying on the Bears, uh, how, like, what's your what's your uh, temperature check with uh, Wilson and Watson stuff going on? I don't know, cause like with the Dak signing, um, that takes a team off of Wilson's list, which is very good for the Bears. Yeah. Um, I don't really know the Raiders and Saints situation because there were there were talks of Breeze like taking a, a contract cut. I don't know if that's for the Saints saving money if he wants to come back for one more year, cause like. I think he's retiring, but it's yeah. still kind of up in the air, you know? I'd I'd say I'd give it, like, an 80% chance he retires mm-hmm. at this point. Honestly, like, I really don't see it happening. Uh, I, I really do see it happening, actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, I And the Saints are probably in, like, the worst cap situation out of anyone in the league. So yeah. it's like they're, they're in a crunch right now. So if they find a way to get a quarterback like that i'd be shocked honestly oh, yeah. because they're probably i i see them sticking with the cheaper option and Jameis because he's sean, not a terrible quarterback no either, and, and he's going to be coached well you know that's a difference. that's what i'm saying sean payton's going to have guys schemed open for him so he's not going to have to make tight window throws as much as like uh other teams may like if he played for another team you know right so and then the raiders they they've committed to Derek Carr. they, yeah, they also so. have him to a big contract and i'm pretty sure if they got rid of him the dead cap would probably be a decent amount mm-hmm. and they also have marcus Mariota as a backup so they have a decent amount of money committed to the quarterback position yeah right and now. he's not the worst quarterback in the world either i mean he's no. not great by any means but he's he's pretty he's okay who Derek Carr? yeah He's pretty, yeah. He's and, pre- I mean, Marcus Mariota is, like, he's probably one of the better backups in the league. Oh, right? yeah. he He's definitely, like, a top-five backup, I mm-hmm. would say. Uh, yeah, I, I don't see I don't see the Raiders trying to make some crazy move because they also have Mike Mayock as their GM, who's, like, Mr. Draft guy. So, uh, he probably... <laughs> Mr. Draft guy. <laughs> he, I, I doubt he'd be willing to uh, uh, hold over or give up some picks, mm-hmm. honestly. Uh, so... You know, I I think the Bears are still best suited, but I just don't, I just don't know if they're gonna give up. Like either guys are gonna be gone. Another good point though is I I feel like the Bears are definitely the most desperate team in this oh, yeah. situation. So if, like if they were to go out on a wing, even if we like quote unquote lose whatever we're doing, I yeah. I feel like getting the quarterback is just the win for us. You know. Yeah, I I think. I think we're definitely the team that if someone was just go out there and just overpay and give up their future, I I think we're definitely that team. So and we kind of don't have much of a choice right now. No, I especially in uh, like if we go to Ryan Pace's point of view, mm-hmm. he's fighting for his job, so he's just like give S- me the best with, I can get. Same with Matt Nagy, they're both exactly. fighting for the jobs. Do you think he? Do you think Ryan Pace is worried about five years from now? No. I really don't. I really don't believe so. He's probably worried about tomorrow. If exactly. we're being honest with like you know. <laughs> He's trying to make something happen. I mean, I I think Watson definitely played his last game in Houston. I've seen some people oh, yeah. think otherwise, but I just don't see a situation where that where that relationship is going to be fixed. I and mean, he lost DeAndre and, I mean, other side of the ball, JJ, but he kind of made it. These guys are making it clear that it's not a place that you want to play as a superstar, you know? Yeah, and Nick Casario and uh, Jack Eastaby are trying – uh, to hold on for dear life to Deshaun Watson, but mm. he he just doesn't want to play there, and I don't see a reason. I don't blame him, you know. Why you don't just 
trade them away, get all those draft picks and maybe even a player or two, and uh, just rebuild. I mean, I don't see what the point is. And right. even if you had him, you would kind of have to rebuild anyways. You might as well just jumpstart it. I know it's it's like it's hard to find a QB like that and stuff like that, but mm-hmm. you you kind of just got to do what you got to do yeah, in that situation because he doesn't want to be there. And while there's still some uncertainty of him wanting to play there, I feel like that adds a little more value to him because if he comes out and he like doesn't play or he doesn't want to play, I mean, yeah, you're gonna you're not gonna get as much if you de- deal him away, you know? Exactly. I mean, if they are just playing it cool and acting like they don't want to trade him and like shopping him, like uh, like on the side like mm-hmm. being low key about it. I think that is a good de- uh, like a good play because uh they're playing their leverage to their side. If they just came out and said they were trading him, they w- I guess they would get less of a package because everyone knows what they're doing. That's true. So, uh if they are doing that, they're smart, but mm-hmm. I I don't think they're doing. That. No, I don't. Either. I don't think <laughs> I, they have the brains right now to do that. No, I well judging by their past decisions uh as far as ownership goes, I mean uh, I don't know. I don't know how much right. I really trust the Texans organization. Yeah. I mean, it's really hard to blame me for saying that, though, honestly. They um, they were the team that signed Brock Osweiler, right, to that yep. massive contract. Yep. After a half-good season un- under Peyton Manning, where he didn't finish the season. Yeah, I, I, I'm not, I don't know. They've made, <laughs> they've made some questionable I mean, he's decisions. very tall. Yeah. He's got that going for him. They uh they made the playoffs with Brian Hoyer, I believe, too. And then they had Tom Savage nice. as their starting as their starting quarterback for a year. Um yeah, before Deshaun Watson, I could definitely say they had uh, better days. Oh yeah. No um, doubt. He was uh yeah, I, I can't really remember much. They had uh Matt Schaub for a year. D- I think he was David a, Carr, right? Derek's brother. Yeah. He uh I mean, one he of the took bigger the, busts in he recent took the years. biggest beatings in NFL history oh, from yeah. uh, defensive linemen. No doubt. Uh, they had, I mean, when they were the Oilers, they had Warren Moon. I mm. mean, <laughs> that's but that's uh quite quite a long time ago. Yeah, uh, <laughs> way before our time, I'd say. Oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> uh, they had who else did they have? I'm trying to. <laughs> they, Ryan Fitzpatrick for a little bit, right? Yeah, a uh, year. Or Very so. nice. Um, I mean. Kind of sounds like the Bears a little bit. You know? Yeah, I mean, at least they had Warren Moon. I mean, that's more than we've ever had. He was he was a very good quarterback, mm-hmm. but that was also before they changed their name like twenty years ago. Yeah, so. and I'd say Deshaun Watson's even more than we've ever had too. So. Oh yeah, I mean he's he's doubled the quarterbacks we've ever had. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's gonna be interesting to see what we do for sure. Definitely. Uh, some other franchise tag news. Uh, Chris Godwin got franchise tagged, mm-hmm. but. I feel like that's not very surprising because of no. Bruce Arians saying uh, that he's not leaving. Like he basically saying at the parade, like we're we're finding a way to bring you back, whether it's on the franchise tag or an extension. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm sure he's not. I mean, he's definitely more happy with his situation than Allen Robinson. I'd say. I mean, oh he's yeah, fresh off a of Super Bowl, you know. And he understands like they have to pay other guys and to keep the team together. Exactly. Yeah. I mean. Like, they could have franchised Antonio Brown over him if they really wanted to, but they mm-hmm. picked him. I mean, obviously, they were going to do that. He's younger. and I'd say he's kind of a better player right now, too. Probably, yeah. I mean, he didn't take two years off of football, and he's less of a risk. So. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, for sure. Definitely less, <laughs> less legal issues and everything just yeah. regards to that. And then uh, the other top receiver, Kenny Galladay, uh, wasn't tagged. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, it probably it, – I mean – I wouldn't say it's surprising just because so the the situation that Detroit's in. Yeah, they definitely have a rebuild in the process. Um, I'm going to say, I mean, Jared Goff might be the worst quarterback in the league next year. Uh, 
I don't know. I mean, he. I, I feel like he could be up there. I he's definitely like not very good. He's definitely in the twenties. Mm-hmm. But I just gotta see. I gotta see how everything pans out. Cause uh, if good old, good old uh, Nicky Foles is uh <laughs> under center, uh, he's giving oh, for him the Bears. Run. Yeah, he's giving him a run for his oh, money. Oh lord, yeah. I just, <laughs> that's a literally worst case scenario. Like, or if, absolute worst case scenario. I hate to say it. Or if Cam Newton starts again for the Patriots. I don't see that. I don't know. I don't see that happening though. I don't see Bill Belichick giving him another chance. I I really don't know at this point to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. It's uh, like the quarterback landscape around the NFL right now is so weird. Like it is very odd. Definitely like, the most uncertain I'd say yeah. in recent years. Or who knows who the Texans start if they get rid of Deshaun Watson? You know, like that's very true. Too. Like there there could be some oddball situations mm-hmm. going on. I don't know. I just feel like Jared Goff is going to get exposed this year, really, for oh, not yeah. being I that mean, good of a quarterback. I, I've been on that train for a long time. I, Ever since I found out that uh, Sean McVay's calling out the defenses and uh, giving him a, a preschool playbook, yeah. I, I, I was like, oh, no. Like, I, yeah, I don't really he couldn't even play at first because he just couldn't figure out how yeah. to like learn the plays. I just don't think he's that great of a quarterback he's kind of a statue in the pocket oh and yeah he had guys schemed open and his numbers still weren't like crazy good honestly right and the only reason he was able to get by as a quote-unquote good quarterback is because of the system he was in and his teammates around him yeah that's why i believe in the Rams so much this year because they have a guy who can actually run an nfl offense on his own mm-hmm. and who has done uh much more with much less before so oh yeah you can only imagine what he can do with a an offensive-minded coach. And now he's got weapons. a he's got a really good quarterback in Matt Stafford. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. I I think I think Matt Stafford is uh, gonna elevate that offense a lot more. Like guys like uh, Cooper Cup are gonna do like a lot more than they probably should. I mean, I mean, They've not a lot more than they probably good. should. Like, They're gonna do as he's gonna do as much as as he should. I mean, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, exactly. Big upgrade for the Rams for sure. Yeah. Uh, Levante David extension with the the Bucks. I mean, it just seems like they're trying to really keep their core together, which is smart. Yeah, you know, uh, Levante David definitely deserved that. Uh, he was an underappreciated part of that defense. He's been, he was there through all the years where they weren't very good, mm-hmm. and uh, he's he's been a, a top uh, outside linebacker for a, a long time. He's he's great in coverage, great uh, sideline to sideline. I mean, mm-hmm. pretty no. Pretty big no-brainer. Uh, I mean, he's getting a little up there in age, but he's still very good. So, right. I mean, it's a two-year deal. So I mean, you could say the same. Wrong. Yeah, same thing with Tom Brady. You know, like they have a, they have probably two or three more years where they could be a championship-caliber team. Yeah, and it's not going to be that way forever because Brady. I mean, he's already forty-three years old. So yeah, and who knows when he get, when he's going to get sick of it? You exactly. Know? Uh, another another piece of news uh aaron jones was not tagged by the packers mm-hmm. uh, good news for us right yeah i'd say so uh i mean they i don't blame them to be honest with you mm-hmm. i mean aaron jones is very good don't get me wrong but franchise tagging running backs is just kind of like unless you're christian mccaffrey or saquon mm-hmm. or dalvin cook i guess i don't see a point uh because they're getting paid so much if you franchise tag them like right. way too much for running back and he, they have guys like Jamal Williams and AJ Dillon who can definitely just fill that hole. Yeah, they'll yeah. they'll they might not do like as good, but they'll 
do like right underneath it. There was a platoon. I remember right after the the Packers lost, there was a lot of uncertainty about Rodgers coming back. What ended up? I can't remember right now what happened with that situation. They just kind of shut it down very quickly. Yeah. I mean, that was just kind of smoke, honestly, just because he was mad he lost. Yeah. Maybe he uh he spoke out of like context. Mm-hmm. Like he uh he was just kind of talking without like thinking. So every time there's like a rumor that Rodgers wants to leave, all the Bears fans are like, "Come to the dark side." Yeah, but I mean, I I never wanted to say that because I had a feeling that was not gonna happen. Yeah. And if, I mean, if that, would ever, that would be great. That would be great if they ever decided to trade him. Do you really think they would even answer the phone? No, <laughs> no. We could give up. We would have to give up our draft picks for the next twenty five years to, for them to even think. Oh about yeah, it. I know. And and even with Rodgers being thirty six, thirty seven, they still wouldn't even think about it. Because I mean, yeah, he was he was NFL MVP last year, right? Yeah, I mean, he he was literally the best quarterback in the NFL the whole year. So, yep. uh, I mean, is there any reason to even? Like especially your rivals. I mean, Packers Bears. I'd say is arguably the best rivalry in all of sports. You know, so it's yeah, it's up I mean, there just because the popularity of football and uh, we're the biggest rivalry in football. Right. So. <laughs> um. Let's see, Hunter Henry. Did we talk about Dak at all? I mean, we did a little bit, right? Uh, sort of. Uh, we just kind of grazed over it, but we can we can touch on that. Okay. Uh, Dak receives the uh. Four-year, one hundred and sixty million dollar extension with mm. a hundred and six or one hundred and twenty-six million dollars guaranteed and a sixty-six million dollar signing bonus, which is also the uh, the record for signing bonus ever. Yeah, so. I mean he he won his holdout. He was stingy for two years, and and I mean it paid yeah. off. You know. Yeah. Even even after all of that uh that uh oh the injury stuff. Yeah. Uh the uh, that was a I, brutal injury. Yeah. I. It, I think it looked worse than it actually was, mm-hmm. which is good for him. I mean, if it was if it was some catastrophic thing like, like uh, um, Teddy Bridgewater, Alex Smith, you yeah, know? and uh, Zach Miller, like something like that. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that could have definitely screwed up like his value. Could but you imagine if he like waited out those two years and then he got, had a career-ending injury? Like, oh man, that's that's what's scary. That's why guys hate playing on the yeah. franchise tag like that because you never know. It's. But uh, good for him though. I mean, I I think he seems like a pretty good dude. So mm-hmm. and he's definitely he's definitely a very good quarterback. I uh, I had my doubts about him for a long time. Don't yeah. get me wrong. I uh, I kind of hated on him a bit. I'm not gonna lie. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I definitely thought he was kind of overrated just because of uh, Zeke kind of was taking the load off the offense and mm-hmm. he uh, he had a lot more uh, shots than uh, than a lot of other guys because they had such a good offensive line and. Uh, and Zeke was always like rushing for five yards to carry, so mm-hmm. I, I thought that he's overrated. I thought a lot of other quarterbacks could do what he was doing, but last year I think w- the games he played, he proved that that was wrong. Oh yeah, he had some great weapons, and then Zeke's taking a load off like a little bit because Dax. I mean, his play's gotten so much better. Yeah. And then the wide receivers. I mean, they have Ceedee Lamb, Amari Cooper. Um, who else do they have? Uh, Michael Gallup. Michael Gallup. I mean, yeah, they have. Th- three extremely good wide receivers very good but yeah. uh i mean dak yeah the last season and when he or the season before and then the last one when, when he did play before his injury i mean he was pretty fantastic yeah he was leading the league in like passing yards passing touchdowns mm-hmm. like everything honestly so i mean good for him he gets seven over 70 million the first year maybe like 75 ish that's actually insane oh yeah i mean they, oh because you're that's with the signing bonus uh, or some, a part of the signing yeah. bonus, I think. That's crazy, man. So it's pretty crazy, yeah. I, I mean, 
the Cowboys didn't really have much cap space in the first place anyway. Mm-hmm. But so I mean, I I wouldn't that ta- well I, I would say that takes them out of the Russell Wilson talk. Obviously, oh, yeah. as we said before. Yeah. So that's good. That's for good him. for us. Yeah. I, I, congrats, congrats, Dak. Yeah. Seriously. I saw some Bears fans saying they wanted Dak. I'm like. I mean, did you really think that was plausible? No. I mean, there's no way the Cowboys were – they found their franchise quarterback, yeah. you know? Like, I don't even know how that would come about. Like, do you think Jerry Jones is just like, oh, yeah, just take him? Like, you just I, – I don't – yeah. There's a lot of fans that uh, <laughs> they don't know how the the behind-the-scenes works. You know, I mean, it's all right. <laughs> uh, some other news. Uh, two tight ends. Mm-hmm. Two solid, very solid tight ends, I would say. Uh, Hunter Henry and Janu Smith mm-hmm. were not tagged. I'd say Hunter Henry's pretty fairly rated, but Jonu Smith's definitely underrated. Oh yeah, I mean he's a he's a freak athlete. Like yeah. people don't, I don't know. I feel like people don't realize it enough that he, like he he he's a almost as fast as a wide receiver. Mm-hmm. He's pretty. He's a pretty bulky he's guy. A, yeah, he's a big dude. Yeah, he's a very big guy. There uh, might be some questions with his hands sometimes, but I. I think he's definitely he might get paid a pretty penny. It's kind of like the Evan Ingram situation, you know, because like they're both kind of shaky with their hands, but they're both freak athletes. Yeah, I could see it. Uh, I think I think definitely they'll uh, they'll get snatched up pretty fast. Mm -hmm. Uh, I I think one of them is going to set the market for the other. Oh yeah, because they're I think they're around the same Mm -hmm. talent level. I think Hunter Henry's more of a possession guy, but uh, they're definitely they're definitely both very good. I'm. I'm honestly a little surprised the Chargers didn't tag him. Me but, too. I mean, I guess they think he's replaceable. Mm-hmm. Um, so mean, every team's allowed to tag one guy, right? Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, and they get they get tagged relative on their position. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I and then uh, another one that I don't know why the Redskins just don't lock him up long term, but as a guard, Brandon Sheriff, he's been very good for a long time. Mm-hmm. I just don't. They tagged him for the second time in a row, and he's getting paid like fifteen or sixteen million as a guard, and that's basically like getting paid like a left tackle. Mm-hmm. I, I just don't understand why they just don't sign him long term. Yeah, uh, he's I I know he's like around thirty. He's a little over, I think. Uh, but why not just give him like a two three year deal? And just well, I feel like the Redskins are kind of just a little confused right now with the direction of their team. Yeah, I mean they can't even figure out a name. So I I guess it's <laughs> <laughs> a good point. <laughs> I mean I. I guess they're a little lost sometimes, but I mean they made a they made a good decision with Ronda Rivera. So mm. oh yeah, yeah 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 no doubt he's a great coach. Yeah. But um I mean you look at the quarterback situation that's up in the air right yeah um I, they, they have a pretty solid defense not terrible pretty I think good. it's very good honestly yeah they, but their offense is I don't know they have some like uh, Terry McLaurin uh, is a good player the running back Gibson yeah good player but that quarterback position man I don't know yeah. they're in a I'd they're say they're like a, a quarterback away from being very good. Mm-hmm. They're like, they're a little worse than the Bears are right now. You know what I mean? They're kind of in like a relatively yeah. similar situation, but they're very similar to them actually. Mm-hmm. I, I think, yeah. I, I honestly feel like we're kind of not replicas because their defense is definitely a lot younger than us. Mm-hmm. I think they're set up better than us, but I think oh, for long term, yeah, skill for sure. wise, I think they're about the same. Mm-hmm. Um, but I. I don't know. It, I just I just don't see why you don't lock up an all-pro guard. Yeah. I, I really don't. I mean, guards don't they're, even get paid that much money either. Yeah, they're kind of hard to come by, you know? Yeah, I mean. Like, extremely good guards, at least. Exactly. I I don't get it. 
But um, going back to the tight ends, I remember seeing uh, last week that Delaney Walker was coming back because um, what's it called? He he took the last season off because of COVID. I mean, he's yeah. had he's had injury issues and he's getting up there in age, but he's as over his career, he's been a pretty solid tight end. I'd say. Yeah, he's definitely getting a little older, but yeah, he'll definitely find a home. I mean, and there were talks of a reunion with the Titans. I mean, I guess Possibly. I could I could see that because they're not gonna have Jono Smith back m- yeah. more than likely. All they have so. is Ferkser, so I'm def- I'm sure they're looking for a, a tight end. Yeah, yeah, but I wouldn't be surprised if Walker goes back there through the draft or signing a veteran. Who mm-hmm. knows? But right. there's definitely some options. Uh, yeah, I I don't think these guys are like game breakers or anything like that. No. but I think they're definitely very solid. They can make a big impact on an offense. I'd say so. Yeah, definitely. Um. And then uh, some other news. Uh, going back to the Saints, who uh, were pro- who were probably in the biggest cr- cap crunch in the league, mm-hmm. besides like the Chiefs because they have a two hundred million dollar man. Uh, <laughs> yeah, literally. <laughs> uh, they the Saints today recently released uh, wide receiver Emmanuel Sanders, mm-hmm. who uh, what about he had like seven hundred receiving yards last year, right? Yeah, sixty seven catches around there, like seven hundred yeah. something. So yards. definitely. Pretty very productive season for him. Yeah. I mean, his best season since his Denver days, for sure. Yeah, definitely a very solid player. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, they released him, but, I mean, it was kind of expected just because they they have to find money somewhere. Yeah. And their team is kind of, it's just going to, I don't even I don't even know how to describe it. They're just kind of, like, there. Like, they can't do anything. They're always good, but, I mean, they clearly have, they're another team i mean i feel like we keep saying this they have to figure out their quarterback situation you know yeah i mean losing drew Brees, who i mean who kind of tailed off last year but at least you knew you were getting out of him mm-hmm. uh they're th- it's kind of a question mark at this point i mean you got Taysom hill who's only thrown like five career passing touchdowns mm-hmm. at like 31 or something i personally and, would go with james winston yeah me too but i mean he's another question mark because he he makes some very, I was about sometimes. to say, same but, thing, yeah. Uh, he's definitely got some talent in him. He's got a good arm. Mm-hmm. But I think a one-time pro bowler, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, something like that, 2015-16. There we go, like baby. Uh, Put him in the same company with Mitch with there. Yeah, yeah he, I mean, he did get LASIK before last year, so who knows? Maybe maybe we'll see the That's field right. a little better. That's right. <laughs> I remember that. He'll be able to see the linebackers. <laughs> yeah, fine, for once. He'll be able to see the DBs. <laughs> we'll see. I mean, we'll... Uh, I I think Sean Payton has something up his sleeve. I mean, he he's always just that kind of mm-hmm. guy who uh, figures it out no matter what. Like mm-hmm. I can't remember the last, like I can't remember the last time the Saints were anything worse than like eight, eight, seven, and nine. I which is crazy. But I mean, yeah. They used to be like they used to be known for just being absolutely horrendous. You know. Yeah, exactly. Before Sean Payton got there, like mm-hmm. before uh, Bounty Gate and all that. Yeah, I mean. They they were just in mediocre land for a long time. I mean, I mean even worse. Just goes to show when you uh, cheat a little bit, you know. <laughs> some good things might happen, Patriots. But um, yeah, I think that covers yeah. the NFL pretty well, right? Yeah, I I don't really have much more to touch on because we gotta wait for the the draft uh, and free agency to like completely start. Like what the uh, the franchise tag deadline was definitely a good start, I think. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. Gets a gets a little warmed up, uh, yep. And uh, this past this past Saturday, uh, there was a UFC card, and uh, there's there were some pretty big title fights. There was a yeah, three. probably the biggest card in a while. There's three title fights in one on one card, so mm-hmm. you know it's pretty exciting stuff. Uh, yeah, Peter Yan uh, was the uh, first title fight, 
uh, defending his belt. And uh, he was facing, I can't say his yeah, first I, name. Yeah, I, I uh, can't either. But Sterling. Yeah. <laughs> it was, uh, it was, I'd say Peter Jan was definitely uh, had the upper hand throughout. Mm-hmm. His uh, his striking is usually unmatched mm-hmm. um, as well in recent times. But he was definitely winning the fight handedly up until the last round. And uh, he decided to... Uh, knee uh sterling when he was down on, on the, the ground yep. when he, yeah that was so, i mean you just can't do that you yeah, can't it resulted in a dq i mean of course uh and after the fight blamed it on his uh on his corner or i don't know yeah his corner i guess mm-hmm. uh for telling him to do so but i just don't i don't see why they would do that nor why also they, you you should just know in yeah the if moment, they told right? him to do that why would you do it in the first place right. anyway like you were gonna win the fight he was on a knee i mean like, do you just have to not get knocked out in that situation? I don't, I don't see like what yeah. your goal is. Yeah, I mean, there was controversy to say that Sterling um, was like kind of play, uh, not not playing it off, but he oh, was, he was acting yeah, like a little bit. On the floor. Yeah. yeah, and I then can... they were uh, on the DC show with uh, what's Ariel his name? Hawaii, yeah. yeah, they were saying that they didn't like the way that he acted like 24 hours later because like he was posing with the belt and oh, everything. Yeah. Like he, yeah, he was definitely like he posted a bunch of stuff on Instagram and then in the interview he seemed fine. But I mean, who knows? I'm not. It gonna, was a cheap shot, like clearly. Yeah, I'm not gonna cheap shot. I'm not gonna hate on him because who knows? Maybe he like he was actually like he actually couldn't get yeah, up. Yeah, and I'm so. not I'm not taking that kind of shot. Like I, yeah, exactly. I don't want to be like if I was him, I would have got back up. You know, it's yeah. Like, no chance, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, uh, I mean, who knows? Like, I'm not going to say he was faking it or whatever. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's obviously clearly Peter Jan's fault that it happened. It's not Sterling's fault he got cheap shotted. So, I mean, good on him. He's he's technically a champion. Now, and so. I'm sure Jan's going to want to have a rematch to get his belt back. But, um, yeah. I don't know. I feel like I feel like Sterling could take the route where he's like, "Well, I already beat him. Why would I, you know, why would I fight him again?" Yeah, I I don't know. I I hope I hope there's a rematch because I feel like maybe it's a better fight this time. Yeah. But, I mean, Sterling won. I think one round, and then Jan won. Yeah, he wasn't getting completely demolished. No, or he. But towards the end of that fight, you could tell he was in trouble. No, yeah, Peter Jan definitely took over in the championship rounds, mm-hmm. which is what you expect from the guy who right. is the champion so. and the favorite. Yeah, exactly. So. I I don't know. Uh, uh Peter Jan, man, you got to <laughs> you got to you got to brush up on your uh your your um <laughs> your rules. Yeah, <laughs> I was about to say. I was uh, going to say laws. I don't know why, but yeah, your rules. <laughs> UFC you gotta, laws. Yes. <laughs> abide by the UFC laws. But seriously, I mean, you just can't that's something you can't do. Yeah, it's pretty inexcusable if you ask me. Mm-hmm. Uh I I don't know. That's pretty blatant. I <laughs> See like yeah, he was head his face down. It was just guard. like full force knee to the face. Yeah. Like, I, at first, I was caught off guard. I was like, oh, let me see the replay. And then I was just like, no, yeah, you, you pretty, can't do that. That's pretty brutal. <laughs> pretty brutal. Um, I'd love to see a rematch, but I don't I don't know if that's going to happen we'll anytime soon. You know, Sterling Peter, might do a little championship tour with his belt, you know, kind of yeah. flaunt it around for a little bit. Yeah, definitely. He might. Because uh, I think he, he definitely knows he had no business winning that fight. Oh, no. But, I mean, credit to him. He's a champion, technically. I yeah. mean, do what you got to do. Speaking of uh, favorites in fights, I mean, <laughs> is anybody gonna beat Amanda Nunez anytime soon? No, like flat out. Seriously, no. I I was curious to see what Megan Anderson would do, mm-hmm. but because there no. was some hype around her for sure. Yeah, I mean, she she had more length and size, but mm-hmm. uh, that didn't last very long. No, no. Uh, what was uh, it? Two minutes into the first round. Yeah, Amanda Nunez is 
definitely the best female fighter I've of all ever, time. I've By ever far. seen step on uh what is it, an octagon. Yeah. <laughs> so I I don't really see much competition for her. I mean, she's she's beat everyone. I dominated mean, R- Rousey, dominated Cyborg. Now, um Yeah, she beat Holly Holm. She beat I mean Megan Anderson. I she who hasn't she beat? Honestly, it's just kind of like she's going to keep getting fights. Obviously, people are going to keep like uh wanting the fighter just mm-hmm. because of uh the hype and the potential like belt that they could win and the clout and all that stuff, but I mean the chances I see of her losing are like, I like less the only than 10%. thing that yeah the <laughs> only thing that could really stop her I think is age I mean she's thirty two so she's gonna be in her prime for a few more years yeah when she gets to like that thirty five thirty six if she loses it's like whatever yeah I mean she's already she's already the goat female fighter now so mm-hmm. I she is I mean she kind of has nothing left to prove you know no I mean definitely not but she's gonna keep fighting because she's just a fierce competitor like you can and see it in her she's hungry every time she has a fight not only that she's literally the biggest name in female ufc and i one yeah. of the biggest names in ufc in general right now yeah exactly she she once she beat ronda is when she kind of just put herself like, on the map yeah she was like all right like i'm here you mm-hmm. know and then she like you said won against all the top competitors and dominated them i mean yeah I, she's dominating these yeah, opponents she she doesn't it doesn't even seem like she she's like she's a tier above like she's like two or three tiers above everyone else oh like, yeah <laughs> like one tier above doesn't even like like serve like how how much better she is than everyone no doubt you know? um i mean i i don't even know like if there's much else to say about her honestly like it's just kind of like she's just better than everyone else and that's just how it is at yeah. this point yeah uh, i'd agree with that and then I'd say the biggest news, obviously, with the main event, uh, Israel Adesanya being upset by Jan Blachowicz. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, Israel, I, he he attempted he attempted to move up. I mean, I I don't think it tarnishes his legacy too much because he he attempted to move up. I mean, it's not it's not the easiest thing in the world. I mean, not many people have done it. Uh, I mean, credit to him for attempting to, but uh. Jan proved to be too tough as as the fight went on. Yeah, the first like two or three rounds, it looked like Adesanya was. I guess from our our point, my point of view, I thought he was winning. I mean, he yeah. he was fighting a pretty good fight, and, and I'd say he took two out of the first three rounds. Mm-hmm. He was just looking solid. I mean, he wasn't as aggressive as he usually would be, but yeah. when you move up and you're in a weight class that you're not comfortable in, that's kind of what you expect. Yeah, he was definitely he definitely didn't want to get caught. You could tell. But it looked like he was controlling the tempo of the fight, and at first, yeah, yeah. he looked he looked. Good. Good. And I then think, go ahead. I think as the championship rounds get on, though, yeah, kind of, Jan kind of just imposes well a little bit. I mean, uh, by prove the size by Adesanya not putting on as much weight as he probably should have. Yeah. I mean, that clearly just proved to be the factor that lost him the fight. Yeah, I think Jan definitely more felt well as he should have. I think he felt more comfortable at his weight mm-hmm. more than like Israel probably was a little like like out of his element a little bit. Mm-hmm. I think. Um, uh, but you know, I, I don't think it affects him too much. Like as far as the landscape goes, he's still one of the most popular fighters. I think he still has his belt. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, he's just, he's kind of chilling still, honestly, in my opinion. Uh, he, I think he, uh, he'll take it as a, a lesson and, uh, maybe, maybe he'll fight again at uh light heavyweight, but who knows? Yeah. I mean, 
He still, I, I don't know. I feel like he still wants that John Jones fight, so he's got he he kind of wants to stay up there and wait. But yeah, John's knows? not even really batting an eye at him anymore, you know. No, he uh, he was definitely considering it before, but uh, mm-hmm. after after the fight, uh, he was definitely he was definitely posting some things. Oh yeah, on he Instagram felt and he Twitter. felt good about himself. <laughs> uh, kind of kind of joking on him a little bit, mm-hmm. uh, throwing some shade. Uh, he said, well, the most uh, notable thing I think he said, he's not worth his time. Yeah, that's Which, uh, very. De- ex- that's one of the most degrading things you could say to another yeah. fighter. I think at this point he's not lying. Oh, I, yeah. I, 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 wanted the, I was honestly very curious to see how he would do against the bigger fighter. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think Jan's the most skilled guy in the world, but I don't think he's... I mean, he's obviously a great fighter if he's a champion, but yeah, I don't think he's like a... He's one of the best pound-for-pound pound guys in the UFC, you know no. what I mean? But And he's 38 years old, too. I mean, he's <laughs> up there. Yeah, he's definitely... Definitely not the youngest guy in the world, no. but he's definitely he's definitely a good fighter. Yeah. Uh, but I wanted to see how he would stand up against him. You know, I thought I thought honestly Israel would win handedly, but I I mean Jan proved me wrong, mm-hmm. of course. But uh, John Jones, I mean, if if he's using if he's losing Jan like that, him facing John Jones just that would be not good. No, yeah, he he would have I think he would have finished the fight in the first two rounds. John honestly. Jones, he usually what does he usually fight at? Light heavyweight. Light heavyweight. Yeah, yeah. and he and fought at his weight class. Yeah, I don't I mean, yeah. I don't know. If Adesanya can't even beat the best fighter in that weight class. Yeah. If he's if Adesanya's moving up to 205 to fight John Jones, good luck. Yeah, cuz that's John's like that's his fighting weight. Yeah, you know? exactly. There's like it what Adesanya likes using to his advantage is the the sh- like the length and quickness and stuff like that. But and John is just a big, just as lengthy and just as quick with more size and probably a better athlete. I'd say yeah, yeah, definitely a he better is. athlete. He's he's just more skilled. So mm-hmm. it's like, like, what is what is Adesanya what is Adesanya gonna do to him? You know what I mean? Like, I just feel like John Jones is just better pound for pound. Like, well, clearly, obviously, but no doubt. it's just like I don't know. I I don't see that fight happening. Anytime soon, just because mm-hmm. of that showing. I mean, unless Adesanya keep stays at that weight class and keeps attempting to fight the top guys there and improve, then maybe. Mm-hmm. But uh, as of now, no. Yeah, I mean, I don't really blame John Jones. And of course, when a guy loses like that, it's the same thing when Connor lost to Poirier. Like he's kind of John Jones is in Khabib's position with that, you know, because yeah. Khabib's like not even gonna bat an eye at Connor anymore. Uh-huh. After that, and then and why should John Jones pay attention to Adesanya if he can't even beat Jan Blahovic? Yeah. I, I, and also, uh, I think the judges, the judges had a lot more of a landslide than we thought. Mm-hmm. Honestly, like I think that was what is it? Uh, it was a forty-nine, forty-six. It was a three-point difference on yeah. every scorecard for the judges. I mean, so when you look at those very like close. When you look at those last two rounds, though, like you could you could clearly see why. Yeah, and it's just pretty crazy. I. I didn't think it would be like that. Honestly, mm-hmm. I expected it. I expected maybe like one judge to have it in like Adesanya's draw, favor. Or you really? Like maybe, like you know what I mean. Like mm-hmm. I, I, I wouldn't have been surprised. Yeah, because what you had was Adesanya controlling the tempo for three of the five rounds, I'd say. But then Jan, like, I don't know the the ground and pound, especially that last round, the last fifteen yeah, seconds, he, he was just beating. teeing off on him. Yeah, I. Yeah, I think Jan definitely won the fight, though. No but doubt. <laughs> I mean, even after the fight, Adesanya didn't look that beat up, and and I I'd say he took the he took the loss pretty well, just like no, with yeah, his attitude he, and everything. He, but um, I, I was never really worried about him getting finished or anything nah. like that. So I mean, he I don't think he got like he got outclassed or anything. I think nah. he just he just lost the fight. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't think 
And you got to remember, he's not fighting in his weight class either. This is yeah. his first fight at light heavyweight. So. I, don't, I don't think he was ever going to be considered the GOAT anyway. So. No. Nah. Uh, I mean, I don't think it tarnishes him too much. I think he, he can still be a top five fighter in UFC history I, or anything like yeah, that. Yeah, so. and he st- I mean, he still has his belt. So. Yeah, I mean, exactly. I mean, whatever. You he, know. he went for a second belt. He lost. I mean, not a big deal, honestly. Yeah. Um, that kind of covers the UFC from last weekend. It was a very, very good card, I'd say. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Great card. Um, Patrick Kane just played his 1,000th career game last night. Um, <laughs> Pretty crazy. Yeah. That's, I mean, he's 32. He's got, I think he averages over a point a game in his career, which is pretty phenomenal. <laughs> yeah, I'd say I'd say that's pretty good if you ask me. Yeah, <laughs> um, he's, in my book, he's already the best Blackhawk of all time. I mean, I'm going yeah. to be biased because I didn't grow up watching Bobby Hall or yeah. Stan Makita, Dennis Savard, like, like someone but like my dad would watch. Just, but just based on success. I mean, alone. he's won... He's won MVP of the league. He's yeah. three-time cup champion. He's won the Stanley Cup Finals MVP. I mean, he, what else can you ask from a guy? I don't know. You like, not much. If if you name if you name like an achievement and <laughs> like in the NHL he's that done he it. could win, he's done it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's just like it's clockwork at this. I point. don't know if he has an All-Star game MVP, but <laughs> I like, mean, come on. <laughs> that's if we're getting technical. But um, <laughs> I was I honestly was thinking that I was waiting for you to say something <laughs> yeah. like that. I don't know, but I mean, literally every year he's an All-Star. I mean, this kid, as soon as he got brought up into the league, he's been a phenomenal player. Yeah, it's it's like I I mean, it's every game you watch the Blackhawks, it's like. Go do something, Patrick Kane. Wins yeah, the game. and and he he does most of the time. Right yeah. now, he's he's on pace to have his best, um, his best his most points in a season ever. I mean, as a thirty two year old who's had a fantastic career, there's no, I'd say there's no sign of slowing down for him. No right end now. in sight. No, honestly. And without Taze, I mean, what the Hawks have been able to do this year, surprising literally everybody. Past few games we've been struggling, but I mean, no team's gonna just be fantastic the whole year. So yeah, he plays a, he plays a. A style of hockey that is definitely sustainable into an older age. I was about to say, definitely promotes longevity because yeah. he's not a very physical player. He's he's more finesse than anything. You yeah, know? and he's not he's not you he's not relying on complete speed either. He's mm-hmm. he's just so like smooth. He's you know? very shifty and he has the best hands I think in the league. One of the best, most accurate shots. Um, exactly. I don't know. You just he's just he just seems to be in the right place at the right time. The more the, the more I think about it, I. I don't know. I th- I really think he's gonna stay here for the rest of his career because obviously he wanna pl- he wants to play in Buffalo because that's where he's from. I mean, yeah. he's, he's he was a diehard Sabres fan, but mm-hmm. um, I don't know, man. He's so comfortable here. I think that's the only chance he has of leaving. Yeah, you know, and yeah, he definitely wouldn't want to go anywhere else because he loves it here, no doubt. Yeah, exactly. I I'm just hoping that he doesn't get frustrated after a while with like what he has around him, and if, then. Yeah, if we if this young team can be successful, I don't see him leaving. Exactly, because if we can, if we can find a way to piece another like good four, uh, four or five year window, mm-hmm. uh, like from his like thirty three, thirty four year old season to like thirty eight to forty, yeah. like that would be nice because then and then he would have no reason to leave. Like, why leave in the middle of a window? Exactly. And I'm I'm gonna check the Sabers right now, see where they're at. Um, All right. I yeah, but. I think I think Patrick Kane. Um, I mean, I, I mean, he's just gonna keep working his way up the all-time list. Honestly, like. Okay, so Buffalo's literally the worst team in the league this year. Okay. <laughs> All right, go I, ahead. The, I mean, the the Red Wings might have something to say about that eventually. <laughs> They're but, uh, yeah, Red Wings and Buffalo. <laughs> they've well, 
Red Wings have played three more games. They only have two more points. Buffalo has sixteen points. They're I mean, six, fourteen, and four. That's pretty. I mean, they're pretty terrible. The season's not over yet. All right, man. Whatever. So it's I mean, time for a run. Let's hope. If, <laughs> and if they're if they're a Bush League team, there's no way that Kane's gonna want to go there. Yeah. Know? I mean, what's all the point? he's all he's known is success his whole career too. Yeah. And we <laughs> and we have one of the best jerseys in the NHL. So I one mean, of the best jerseys in sports. Period. My favorite. <laughs> I mean, come on, orange? Like, who wants to wear orange? No, <laughs> orange. Is this? Are the Sabers not orange? They're not orange. Oh, that's man. the Flyers. <laughs> but Sabers are like a white, yellow, and blue. They don't have great jerseys, but mm. you're a little off. Yeah, a little yeah. off. But and uh, it was a weird color. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's. I mean, I don't know. He's comfortable here. He has no reason to leave. And if the Hawks can continue to be good, I don't know. I think he's going to be here th- for the rest of his career. That would be great. Oh yeah, hopefully. Um, some NBA news. We have Blake Griffin who signs with Brooklyn. Um, he hasn't had the best year. Hasn't, yeah, hasn't dunked in over a calendar year. Yeah, which is kind of uncanny. For Honestly, him. I feel like he's he might dunk his first game. Yeah, yeah. Just, I I think he just hasn't been like he doesn't motivated. care much because like look where he's playing. Like, Detroit is the um, worst team in the NBA besides like the Rockets. I mean, like like what what is Detroit at this point? Like. The, like, who, like who's playing for Detroit? I don't know exactly. Who, do they still have Reggie Jackson? No, he's no. on the Clippers. Like okay. they just they just have a bunch of yeah. Who do they have? Uh, I mean, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you don't know, right? Um, I, I'm trying to really think. I'm gonna I, look up the roster. I know. Really quick. I, I mean, I knew they had Blake Griffin, <laughs> Jeremy Grant. Oh yeah, Josh yeah, Jackson. Jeremy Grant is actually having a very good year. He's probably going to win Most Improved Player. I forgot about that. Josh Jackson. Josh Jackson. Who's uh, been kind, kind of, of a bust. Yeah, he is a bust actually. Say. Mason Plumley. I mean, exactly. <laughs> I dude, half these names. <laughs> you look up Detroit Pistons and it's Dennis it's, Smith is another bust. Right? They just recently traded for him. Actually, he's kind, he's Jalil Okafor, another bust. I mean, yeah, I they're not very good. Uh, it's kind of just a team full Sadiq of scrubs. Bay, uh, rookie. I believe Isaiah um, Stewart. Uh, Siku Dayom. Uh, I can't. I'm struggling. At Did you say Killian Hayes? No, but he is also very young. Uh, but like none of these guys are like they they don't strike superstar potential for me. I'm not gonna lie with you. Who is their best player? Jeremy Grant. Yeah, that's kind of averaging. He's averaging uh some good numbers this year. Actually, he's uh he's having a breakout season at yeah. like 27 years old. I believe 26. 26. Let's see what's he averaging. 23.4 points. Uh. 5.3 rebounds and 3 assists. That's pretty good. I mean, yeah. that's any way you chop it up. But, like, for him to be your best player, that's kind of sad. Yeah, he's he's shooting 40% from the field, though. That's not ideal. But, I mean, 94% from the free throw, really. That's I, actually insane. That's, <laughs> that's <laughs> like Steve Nash. What? <laughs> that just kind of blew my mind a little bit. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> Hold on. He might have the he'll, – he'll probably has the highest. Let's see, highest. It's got to be, right? Free throw. Like, and and he's average. He, I mean, he's taking a lot of shots every game. So right. It's kind of crazy that he's having that, like that much of efficiency. Like, <laughs> that's that's actually crazy to me. Let's see, free throw percent. Um, Bradley Beal, he's up. Let's see, Jordan Clarkson's ninety six point seven percent for Jordan Clarkson. And he shoots a lot too. He's yeah, he's having like he, he's, he's having the best year. He's averaging yeah. eighteen points a game. That's what I'm saying. I, that's crazy. That's actually crazy. Fourteen point seven field goal attempts per game from Jordan Clarkson, <laughs> and he's crazy. shooting ninety seven percent. That's yeah. insane. Uh, that's it's pretty ridiculous if you ask me. 
Where uh, is Where's Jeremy Grant on this list? Hold on. I don't know. I don't know how. Wait, where'd you get that? <coughs> you said he's shooting ESPN. what? Uh, it says he's shooting eighty-eight point nine percent from free throw on here. Oh, that's my that's my fault. I was looking at his last ten. The last ten what games? Last ten games. Okay, it's still crazy. <laughs> no, but Jordan Clarkson ninety-six point seven percent. That's crazy on fifteen shots a game. That's <laughs> actually insane. Yeah, that's pretty ridiculous if you ask me. Oh uh, Jeremy Grant. I mean. I think I don't, I hate to say it, but I think his season may be a little inflated just because uh, there's not many other players on his team. Cause I was about to say on a, on a good team, he's probably not even a starter. You know, um, a great team. He's an average starter, I yeah. think, honestly, because his uh, player efficiency rating, uh, the league average is 15, and he's he has a 17. So it's like, uh, you know, it's, it's pretty it's good. A little like it's decent. Like it's a that's a good season. Don't get me wrong, but it's just like. Mm-hmm. On another team, probably probably not doing this, but it's all right. I mean, good on him. Uh, yeah. It'll probably earn him some money in the long run. Jordan Clarkson's only has 1.7 free throw attempts per game, though, which is very wow. odd. He must be taking a lot of jump shots then. Yeah. It's pretty crazy. Uh, The one that sticks out to me the most is Damian Lillard shooting 93.3% with 7.5 free throw attempts per game. That's pretty – that's insane. Yeah. Definitely, definitely doing a lot for the team. Yeah, I mean uh, solely. I mean him. I, how has CJ McCollum been this year? Uh, all right. Yeah, I he may have been injured, honestly. Yeah, I don't. I mean, um, Dame. He's just. I don't know. He's a superstar, yeah. but he's just. CJ's, CJ's definitely a star, but he's definitely not like a, a carry the team type player. He's mm-hmm. a he's just a g- okay number two, but I think he's ideally a three. Um, oh yeah, for sure. On a on a really on a championship contending team, he's definitely a three. Yeah. Um We kinda got sidetracked a little bit. Yeah, we I was about to say about, uh, uh, free throws and everything. Let's get back to uh Blake Griffin. Blake Griffin. Um uh, he I'd I'd say he adds some depth off the bench, you know, for he sure. He's, he he still has some value. He's definitely he's definitely a very good uh stretch five mm-hmm. if that's where they choose to use him, mm-hmm. which I think is what they're gonna go with. Um I think I think it definitely helps them because they were a team that lacked depth because they traded their like everything for James Harden. So <laughs> literally. Besides their two good players, obviously. So is he gonna take DeAndre Jordan's spot or what's going on with that? Um I think Are they gonna have both of them out there at the same time? Um, I mean I could see I could see that happening. I think they'll probably play like separate times though. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, Blake shooting thirty six percent from the field this year. I think he was just not motivated at all. If yeah. I'm being honest, uh, like thirty six percent Blake Griffin. I I just don't see that honestly. Like <laughs> that's like last year he had that in like twenty games he shot thirty five percent. But besides that he shot good every single year. So like uh, I think more motivated Blake he'll he'll definitely do a lot better. Yeah, nobody wants to play for a, a horrendous team, you know. Yeah, like he's shooting thirty six percent from the field and thirty one percent from three. Like I don't see how that makes sense. Like his two point percentage was forty two percent. Like I don't see that. No, I don't either. <laughs> like I mean, he's definitely opened his game up a lot from just sitting under the rim, but yeah. um, I don't know. That's where he's most comfortable still, you know. Yeah. Either way, he's still he's still a good passing forward or a center, whatever does, you want to. Does call he have him. the most assists and rebounds? Or I, I think he has the most assists, like average this season in his career, right? Or no? Uh, 
assist wise, no. He's, no. He's averaged up to a uh, six point two before. What's he at now? Uh, just about four, three point. Oh, okay, never mind. Yeah, uh, he's definitely he. All of his numbers are basically down for his whole career, but. But he's I'm on a terrible really team. So. Yeah, I'm not really worried about it to be honest with mm-hmm. you. Uh, Blake's still extremely talented. He's only thirty one years old. Like, I mean, he he's he's got a he's got a good face up game now. He's not a, he doesn't completely rely on athleticism. So I think mm-hmm. he, he'll be just fine. Yeah, especially with the three other guys on the floor at the same time. I mean, he's gonna get a lot more open jumpers than he probably did in Detroit. Oh yeah, no <laughs> doubt. Uh, <coughs> excuse me. Um. Another guy that uh, potentially could be getting bought out is uh, Andre Drummond. I've heard rumors about the the Bulls maybe going after Andre Drummond. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, what does that really do for us? I don't know. I don't know what he's he's like a very odd player. Like just yeah. his style of a play. A lot of people you know? like him, but it's just like you can only like I think he only he's only best suited going to like a really good team that can win a championship now. Honestly, mm-hmm. like what's the point of the Bulls signing him? Honestly. I, I mean, he would know. obviously make us better, but it's just like, I don't know. Yeah, he's I not in the best situation, right? He's still. Are they still not playing him? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so it's just, just like. I mean, he he clearly needs to get out of there, but yeah, um, I, I mean, mean, the Cavs are pretty horrendous, anyways. Yeah, he he puts up great numbers. Obviously, he's mm-hmm. a he's been a stat sheet shuffer, stuffer for years. The I best mean, rebounder in the league. You know, yeah. First uh, by far. Of course, yeah. And then he averages about like 17 points per game, not really having much of an offensive game, honestly. Just kind of uh, – he dunks the ball, mm-hmm. uh, maybe takes an occasional like short jumper, but nothing much more than that. He doesn't right. shoot threes or anything like that. Right. So kind of a old-school type center, but, I mean, he's still very good. Uh, if he gets bought out out of his huge contract, by the way, he gets paid like upwards of $30 million, I believe. Wow. So – I mean, that's a that's a bite for the Cavs to take if they don't trade him. Somehow. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, well, either way, if they do trade him, I uh, people are talking about maybe the Lakers going after him. But uh, but if he does if he get does get bought out and his contract is a lot smaller, uh, definitely the Lakers or the Nets could make a run for him. Mm-hmm. Um, I saw Allen Robinson out of out of all put people say that he's gonna sign with the Nets uh, according to his sources. And uh, quotations, uh, I, I don't, I, I don't know if that was some sort of troll or what, but I just felt like I just wanted to bring it up. Interesting. <laughs> yeah, it was kind of kind of weird, but uh, I if if he signed with the Nets, man, I that'd be kind of nasty. Even even mm-hmm. with the Lakers too, because that would let AD play so much farther away from the basket and not have to worry about. And he would he would probably take who Marcus Saul's spot in that starting rotation. Yeah, and then Marcus Saul would have the benefit of playing like twenty minutes and. Uh, and he's an older guy, you know. So. Exactly, he'll get more of a burst. He won't have to worry about having to carry so much of the load, especially in like the playoffs. Right. You know, I mean, he's not the youngest guy in the world. Oh yeah, no doubt. Said. Uh, yeah, I I think Andre Drummond will help whatever team he goes to. I think he'd fit better with the Lakers, to be honest with you, than the Nets uh, at this point. Yeah, probably just because. Uh, yeah, I think personally though, I think he would help the Nets more. You think so? Yeah, just because he's such. I think he's a lot more of an upgrade over DeAndre Jordan, honestly, okay. uh, than like Marcus All. I think Marcus All. Uh, is definitely still more solid than I like. I would definitely take Marcus Sewell over DeAndre Jordan, in my opinion. Yeah, just because uh, he can do more mm-hmm. as far as like offense goes, and he's, I think he's he might be a better defender. Honestly, mm-hmm. he's a f- 
former defensive player of the year, if I'm not mistaken. Right. Yeah, so. I think you're right on that, yeah. So. Um Yeah. I'm just trying to think of where so they would they'd push so DeAndre Jordan and Blake Griffin, what, they'd be both coming off the bench or Um You know? Uh, or would they move? Would they push KD to small forward and then have their starting five be Harden, Irving, <gasps> Durant, and then put Joe Jordan Harris off the bench, and put who off the bench? Joe, Joe Harris. Harris. Yeah, because Harden, Irving, KD, Jordan, and Griffin starting five that would be pretty nasty. Yeah, exactly. That would be very nasty. Yeah, and then Joe Harris off the bench, but I don't think they'll do that. I think I think they're gonna keep Joe Harris in the starting lineup for some. Me spacing. too. So I just don't know. I would, I would. Mm. They definitely don't need Drummond, but no, they I mean, don't. Especially with the Blake Griffin signing, they definitely, definitely don't helps, need him. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, yeah, looking at Marcus Gasol this year, uh, he's only playing twenty minutes a game, mm-hmm. and uh, his numbers are definitely down. He is a below average PER. Yeah, he's but starting, but those are bench player numbers, you know. Yeah, like that's like a, that's like a a good player that's coming off the bench. Yeah, I, I don't know. I he's definitely has the best days behind him but I don't know I, I I just think it would make more sense for Drummond to go to the Lakers as opposed to the Nets like you said he'd he'd fit better with the Nets but like just depth chart wise I feel yeah. like I feel like the Lakers would oh, be a yeah, better definitely. fit oh yeah definitely I agree especially with AD out for I mean I don't know when he's coming back so mm-hmm. yeah I I believe so um let's see uh this past weekend on the, the Sunday on yeah on Sunday mm-hmm. uh the all-star events took place um pretty um lackluster i mean we me and you Some we, of them we were, were cool. together to see it. it honestly one of my favorite parts was probably the three point contest that might have been the highlight of it for me yeah honestly one of the co- more cool things for me uh were the, was the skill challenge Sabonis winner yeah, yeah that I was that was entertaining I feel like there's nothing more satisfying than just seeing the the big men just run down the court and then uh, just like completely just chalk beat up out. some threes. Yeah, and they they just beat out a guy like Chris Paul, <laughs> who's like one of the best playmakers in NBA history. Yeah, getting beat by like Nikola Vukovic. Vucevic. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> who just completely has no business just beating him in a skills challenge. I mean, when he uh, Chris Paul missed the layup and that kind of threw him <laughs> off, you know. Yeah, it's pretty funny. Uh, I mean, the guards they don't clearly really don't take it serious. Oh, though. they don't care. Yeah, they're yeah. they're jogging down the court. I mean, <laughs> Luca didn't even take his warm up off. <laughs> I know. It's pretty funny. Yeah, yeah, those guys don't care. I mean, it's <laughs> yeah. but Sabonis that that was one of the more awkward interviews I've seen after he won because yeah, his English isn't the best, and um, I don't know. Yeah, it, it was funny. Congrats to him, though. Uh, nothing much to talk about there. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, Steph Curry uh, won the three point contest, and I mean. It was, I guess it was somewhat close, but I mean, it once you like saw him after the first round, you're like, all right, Steph's gonna win. Like he's <laughs> clearly the best three point shooter. There. I mean, yeah. he's the best in history. So he just, he just had to make one, and then you can notice that he just found his groove. He, yeah, he's the only guy where if he makes one, he could just go on a tear of making like eight in a row. Like yeah. nobody else had that ability and in the three point contest. Not even batting an eye. It's just like, oh, that's Steph. Yeah. Uh, surprisingly, it was only his second win out of seven tries. Mm-hmm. I mean, he just. I mean, honestly, every year he's just penciled in. It's like, all right, yeah, put stuff in there. They're like, oh, three-point man. Yeah, you even like ask him. He game. just shows up. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh, someone who was kind of cooking a little bit was Mike Conley. How, yeah, I mean, well, he, that was the final, right? Uh, yeah, I believe so. He uh, 
he, I mean, he's been a he's been a pretty solid three point shooter throughout his career, but uh, he he showed up a lot more than I thought he would. And it's just funny because he wasn't even supposed to be involved in the All Star Weekend, you know? Yeah, and then he got penciled in because Devin Booker. But I mean, good on him. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, he's on the best team in the NBA currently, so right. He he deserves some recognition after getting snubbed on the Grizzlies for like a decade. So. For sure, no uh, doubt. I mean, I think that's about it for the three-point contest. Nothing, yeah. Nothing much to talk about because it's just a three-point contest. But In regards to the All-Star game itself, I mean, we kind of knew going in Team LeBron was clearly the better team. Um, yeah. And, and they just they just dominated the entire game, you know. Yeah. Um, I mean, when you have a guy like Giannis in the All-Star game, it's pretty – pretty easy to dominate because he no one's no one's stepping in front of Giannis and he's just dunking the ball for free did he did he end up shooting perfect nah he missed he missed one I think I swear he missed like three or four throughout the game and they just and they were just like oh and he's still perfect from the field yeah we were both saying that I was confused by that but I mean whatever I guess (laughs) yeah he he clearly dominated Um, uh (laughs) something that was frustrating me uh I mean not in a serious way obviously but uh Zion, man, you gotta finish those dunks. You, I, I don't know. He's I rattled. He was starstruck. There's no doubt. Like, like just to be playing with all those guys that I'm, because he's like he's our age. So like just yeah. growing up watching them and he and you're missing. you're trying to catch lobs from Giannis and and Curry. You yeah, know? he was missing some sick dunks, man. I was like, dang, like like he missed like three or four throughout the game. And yeah, I was like, oh, all right, man. back to back to back. She's like, come on, dude, like. This is the All Star game. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta do something crazy. I know you're 20, but like, come on, man. You're in the <laughs> NBA. Get it together. It's your second year. It's not your first rodeo. Let's go. Yeah, honestly. There but, was a lot of sloppy play, especially in that first quarter. That was brutal. Oh man, yeah. And they were just missing. They were three pointer after missing. three pointer. Yeah. But the one of the highlights in regards to three pointers was. Dame and Steph were literally just pulling up from half court, making it look like a jump shot. Yeah, just taking turns. Just like, oh, yeah, you want to take one? I'll take one. You take one. I'll take one. And yeah. I think they both made a multiple from a, about yeah. half court. I mean, Dame ended the game on a half court shot. Yeah, I think Lillard made – I think yeah, I think Dame, uh, he gamed it. He made the last two shots from, like, the logo, I'm mm-hmm. sure. So, I mean, what else do you expect at this point from those guys? Those two guys – I mean, yeah, those – it's just crazy to even think about that, though. Like, how much control you have to, and accuracy you have to have. Like, shooting from an NBA half court is pretty ridiculous. Yeah, pretty unfair, if you ask me. I mean, extremely. I mean, but I'm sure, I'm sure everyone knows by now in a real game, you're sticking them in half court in any sort of situation like that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Especially when they're in heat check territory. Oh, yeah. No doubt. <laughs> no doubt. Yeah, I mean, this year's All Star game was, uh, it was. It was all right, I guess, but like just seeing one team. I remember last year it was super close, and it came down to the end, and that was actually probably my favorite All Star game I've ever seen. But this year, I mean, the teams were pretty lopsided. Katie didn't even play. I mean, LeBron didn't really either, but his team was still clearly much better than Kevin Durant's. Yeah, honestly, I uh, did. Uh, did Katie get on bad terms with like the coach or something? He uh, he got benched. Real funny. <laughs> Real sorry, funny I'm not joke. glorifying an injury. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh. And LeBron, like, I th- he had four points. I mean, he said he didn't really want to play, so. <laughs> he just, he just, he was just out care. there jogging, honestly. He was he just, just a- after the game, all the tweets, he would, he'd be like, oh, uh, Giannis, you killed yeah. it. Steph, you killed it. He's like a GM. <laughs> yeah, he's definitely recruiting. Like a, like a team owner no or something. No doubt, find him for tampering. Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> you can't be kidding. doing that, LeBron. <laughs> uh, I mean. I guess we can talk about the uh, the underwhelming uh, thing that happened at halftime. That's I don't even know if you can call it a dunk contest. I don't. How many? 
There's usually more than three contestants, right? There's usually yeah. There's like five or six. Five or six. That was that was. I don't even know what to say. I gotta be honest. I've seen better dunks in uh, warm up lines. Yeah. (laughs) No, seriously. Like I feel like at high school games we would go to. You know. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know. Like it was. I mean, not to discredit those guys. I think the Cassius Stanley dunk in the first round was criminally criminally underrated. Oh yeah, that was by far the first dunk of the dunk contest was the best dunk by far. Yeah, he went he went under his he went under the leg he jumped off of and he got a forty four. Yeah, it was one of the lower four, scoring six, dunks. Yeah, it was. I was like, I don't and I remember the dunk after sense. was much worse, and it got a higher score. I was yeah, like very I confused. I don't get it. I I really don't. Uh, I mean, the judges are a little. Uh, some of them are a little older in age, I'd say. So mm-hmm. uh, maybe they're losing it, maybe. But <laughs> losing it. <laughs> also, like at the time they played, nobody was really dunking like that, anyways. But yeah. So they're not used. To, I don't know the. The judges, I mean, all of them were, like, former NBA players, but I don't even think they care, you know? Yeah, I no, definitely not. They're just kind of, like, looking at it and just being, like, seven, nine. Nine, eight. Yeah. Which number should I pick this time? All right, whatever. <laughs> the winning dunk, though, I mean, he didn't even kiss the rim. Yeah, Anthony Simons. Yeah, I don't I don't know. It's, I mean, it's impressive that he got up that high, but come on. Dude, yeah, congrats like, to him, I guess, but it's just, like, man, that was underwhelming. That was probably the most underwhelming one since, like, the Glenn Robinson, the third one, like, a few years ago. That, yeah, I mean, definitely the most underwhelming part of the the whole, that whole day, like, All-Star break, by far. I mean, to say that the skills contest was more entertaining than the dunk contest is pretty sad. Yeah. Because that's supposed to be, I'd say, the most boring part of the whole weekend, you know? For real. Um, I agree with that. I don't know, man. I just feel like I feel like they're running out of dunks. Yeah, I, is that fair to say? Oh yeah, definitely. I feel like every dunk that like is humanly possible has done been done at least once in history. I mean, yeah. unless some like a sixty-inch vertical guy comes out of nowhere, like like I don't even know some. You know those human. tournaments they used to have on like ESPN, <laughs> like the dude with the blue hair who yeah. had like a fifty-inch vertical. Who just looks like they would not be athletic. He at looks all. like ninja, just, yeah. like the 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 gamer, and I, I'm like, I don't know, man. Um, yeah, they do not look. Throw like- throw somebody like that, but they wouldn't do that because they don't want to like uh, discredit the NBA players, you know. Yeah, make them look bad or something like that, like but, they're inferior. I yeah. mean, man, that was. That was just not. It was not fun to watch. I don't know what else to say. It was just. It was pretty horrendous. That's probably the worst dunk contest I've ever seen. Oh yeah, um, I mean, uh, the the NBA is kicking off again today. Uh, I don't mm-hmm. know if there's anything else you wanted to talk about with the NBA. No, I mean, we'll see what happens with just the standings and everything. I think yeah. the Nets. Nets don't even have to finish first in the East. I I still think they're coming out of the East, especially with the Blake Griffin signing. I mean, that's just that just puts them over the edge. Yeah. Lakers with AD, I don't see them losing either. So I don't know. I, I just think it's going to be Lakers nuts. I'm very interested to see what happens with the rest of the Bulls season. Um, yeah, I think it's just kind of a wait and see thing at this point. But Billy Donovan's he's done a great job so far. Yeah, I mean, if they somehow get up to like the fourth seed, I think he's definitely a Coach of the Year candidate. Oh, no doubt. Because, no I mean, they're actually that close in the standings that they can actually work their way up the line. I know. There's so many. Exactly. There's like five, six teams right around the same record and everything. So yeah. stranger things says, have happened. I think it says more about the East being bad than the Bulls being good. But, I mean, I'll take it. As, yeah, as but a the Bulls East, fan. I mean, the yeah. East has always been bad. So there's that. Yeah. Uh, I, I think I think it's time for some White Sox. Uh, just touch on it a little mm-hmm. bit because spring training still like just kind of like it's just revving the gears a little bit, you know, not mm-hmm. uh not full go, obviously, but uh, one thing I wanted to touch on is just the White Sox losing a lot. I mean, 
but it's spring training. Like, it's not really that big of a deal because we yeah. got guys like Mike Wright, uh, non-roster invite type guys uh, going out there, uh, getting shelled a little bit. Mm-hmm. I mean, just trying to prove themselves. I mean, what spring training is, it's just working out the kinks, you know, getting everybody warmed up. I mean, there's still there's guys working on – I think last podcast you brought up a pitcher that threw, like, only fastballs, right, because he was working on his fastballs. Yeah, Wade Davis a few years ago. I mean – they're just all this is is kind of working on their game they could honestly yeah. not they don't care how they perform they just want to i mean they care about how they perform but they, they're just trying to like figure out new aspects to their games you know yeah definitely uh i yeah i'm not really concerned by their losses or anything like that because it's not like they got lance Lynn going out there throwing six innings 100 pitches yet or right. anything like that i mean it's so. still what are we how many games in this spring training like seven or eight yeah just about uh yeah, it's not really a big deal. One thing I am happy with, though, is uh, the two young pitchers, the two young flamethrowers the White Sox have uh, getting off to a hot start, uh, Garrett Crochet and Michael Kopech. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you saw yesterday, there were some uh, clips of both of them throwing. They both pitched. And uh, Garrett Crochet threw a, a knee block, a buckling curveball to uh, get someone looking. Uh, I don't I don't know if it was for a strikeout looking, but uh, he just looked at it and he mm-hmm. was completely frozen because when a guy's piping 101 and he throws a uh, an 85 mile per hour curveball, uh, your your chances of swinging at that probably not very high. Right. You know, uh, and yeah. Michael Kopech also was uh, had a few strikeouts I believe um, in a quick inning. Uh, so I I think those are promising promising signs. Yeah, for sure. Like I think see. I think we're coming along as as we should be right now. Everything's pretty normal, which is Normal for the White Sox is very Good. above average. Yeah. <laughs> um. So I I don't know. It's still very early. So I think I think we're making good progress as we should be, and uh, everything seems to be coming into place. Yeah, I agree. Uh, one thing for the Cubs that are that is uh, pretty exciting for them, I would say, is uh, Jack Peterson. Yeah, uh, he's surprising. Good. He's surprising me. Yeah, I uh I I'm a, I'm a Jock Peterson fan to be honest with you. I may not be a Cubs fan, but uh I do like Jock Peterson as a player. As um, a Dodgers fan, right? Uh well, yeah, they're my second favorite team. Mm-hmm. So, uh I yeah, I like Jock Peterson. I I definitely do believe in him. I think uh as an everyday guy, he can uh, definitely show some things that mm-hmm. people might not be able to uh might have not thought before just cuz he was the only platoon guy for a long time. So, mm-hmm. um Good for them. Uh, there's definitely the argument out there that uh, is he going to be better than Kyle Schwarber was for the Cubs. I'd say there's a very, very good possibility. Yeah, for that. I think I think he's a better player. I mean, just yeah, in general. You I know? think he's definitely an advantage because he can play all three outfield spots, and he's definitely a better defender. Mm-hmm. So, but I mean, Kyle Schwarber may be better at hitting lefties, but besides that, I could definitely see Jack being just better. Yeah. Yeah, no doubt. They're both probably equally as good hitting righties, and Jock is better in the field. So it's like yeah, there you go. You know, I I I'd I'd take I'd take the drawback of hitting lefties. You know. Yeah, me too. I mean, I, I that's definitely a good move for the Cubs. Great pickup for them. Um, and with a team that's that has a good chance of uh, winning the division. I mean, I don't know. That's good. Good yeah. for them. You know, I don't know what else to say. But exactly. they're not in the best shape, the Cubs. But they no. could be worse. Surprise some people. Yeah, of course. Mm-hmm. Uh. I can move on to some a little bit of golf. Yeah, uh, the man Bryson DeChambeau. The um, I guess you could call him odd, but he is just he's just changing the game of golf. I mean, I have some stats right here. He's his average this season. He, his average drive is three hundred twenty three point five yards, which is the <laughs> longest on tour, which is absolutely insane. You I wanna, mean, <laughs> you want to talk about freak athletes? 
Yeah, seriously. I mean, don't these guys are golfers, but oh, don't yeah. put it past them. You yeah, know, I, man. Trust me, I, I've tried to play golf before. I. It's not easy. It's arguably one of the hardest sports to play, <laughs> to be good at at least. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. Tiger really set the tone. Like he was the first golfer that really lifted weights. You know, he was the first guy steady driving over three hundred. Yeah. Like he was the first guy. Oh. Now you got guys like. Bryson's got a 324 average. Rory's got 320 average. Dustin Johnson 315 average. I mean, yeah, you uh, when you think of golf, you think of like skinny guys, mm-hmm. like maybe older men who aren't in the best shape or stuff like that. But, but you look at guys like DeChambeau, Rory, uh, DJ, Brooks Kepka, they're all putting like, on massive like amounts of weight. Like many other sports, I feel like golf has gotten so much younger lately. Oh yeah. There's so many up and coming guys, yeah. like in their early twenties, mid twenties. Yeah. It's actually crazy. Yeah, there's uh like the old guys are getting phased out, you know? Literally, yeah. Yeah, it's it's crazy. Power is winning right now and that that hasn't always been the case, like in golf. Because a lot of guys yeah. have gotten by by having a good like iron game, good short game, um, exactly with their wedges and their putters. But I mean, Bryson, there was in the last tournament. There's a par five. He he almost drove it to the green like multiple times. <laughs> yeah. Did you see that where he was? He had his arms going yeah. like, yeah. dude's just clearing the water like yeah. he, 370, 380 drive. That's <laughs> actually insane. And then he's a chip away from the green. It's pretty easy. I mean, I, it's clockwork. At that it's point. crazy. It's crazy. It's like it shouldn't be possible. And <laughs> this was a um, this like, was a very important invitational to win for him. It was his eighth career tour win. But Arnold was like his idol. I remember because they were saying when he was a he first became a pro. Uh, Arnie wrote him a uh, a letter. So I guess they were pretty close. And uh, he was visibly emotional after that win. So I don't know. A lot of people like to hate on DeShambo, but dude's drinking like twelve protein shakes a day. I mean, he's taking his 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 nutrients and it just I don't know everything his his diet seriously. It's like these guys are don't discredit them. Like these golfers oh. are real athletes, not at all, yeah, world I mean, class athletes. Golf is the biggest mental game, the mental oh, yeah. sport there is. Honestly, yeah. in my opinion, it's just like you the way you can get in your head in golf is you're in your in your own head i mean you have your caddy but at the end of the day it's just you out there Yeah, exactly you're betting on yourself that's it you don't you don't have a teammate to come pick you up has anyone seen billy madison i mean i feel like happy gilmore before yeah i mean classic example right there huge (laughs) mental game you know uh i don't know yeah bryson's just redefining the game i mean dj was starting to do it but yeah i don't know man he's deshambo's just he's going to show that I mean, if you have the longest drives on tour, you're you're gonna be you're in a position a to win every, yeah, yeah, you're gonna have every a week. Returning because every I mean, week, yeah. I mean, you put yourself so much, at, you give yourself so much of a higher chance of being like under par con- more consistently, mm-hmm. just because you're, you're just so murdering close. the ball. You're so much closer to the hole than yeah. a lot of people, you know. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know. I think we're gonna continue to see these young guys on the rise, and I mean, like you said, the older golfers yeah. are just getting phased out. I mean, and Tiger. There's sure more on the way. Tiger, he, I don't know if he's gonna be able to compete anymore. I mean, especially after that injury, and he's already forty-four years or forty-five years old. So, I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> golf is definitely yeah. getting younger, but it's it's making it a lot more exciting as a viewer. So, yeah, exactly. I'm not opposed to it at all. Uh, we can move on to some NCAA basketball. Gonzaga, man, they are clearly the best team in America. Of course, yeah. Mark Mark Few's got them playing extremely well. They're yeah, he's. Honestly, dude, he's like one of the 
he could be one of the best coaches of all time, NCAA wise. Like, yeah. he's he's very underrated. Yeah, and he's still going. I mean, that that program is turning into a complete powerhouse. I mean, they've been good for a very long time, of mm-hmm. course, obviously. But but you look the last couple of years, like they're yeah. just fantastic. And they're getting great recruits now. I mean, they got they got Jalen Suggs, one of the best recruits in the nation. I mean, like he's a lottery pick, you know? Yeah, exactly. Like Gonzaga getting lottery picks. Like they were always just like the team with like with, like ten seniors just like playing like passing the Fun. ball. Fundamental Spurs yeah, basketball, make, making the extra pass and stuff like that, and now all of a sudden they just have a five-star point guard. They like, literally have superstar players. Like yeah. what? Because <laughs> they still you you look at their team, they still have those those veteran guys, like those exactly. older yeah. team players. But on top of that, to have like a star like Jalen Suggs, like, what? It's yeah. it's almost unfair. Yeah, I it's it's a little scary for the rest of the country. I got to be honest. I mean, like. Their conference may not be the best, but mm. they're they're, they're clearly the an elite yeah, team. They're they're making their conference not look like the best. Um, you know? right, yeah, they're just clearly better than every other team. I yeah. mean, they had a little scare yesterday with BYU. They were down fifty to thirty nine at halftime, but then they just like I think they doubled them in the second half, and that was their twenty third straight win by double digits. <laughs> that's thirty five straight wins. That's a crazy stat, honestly. Yeah. And um, there was their that was. That was their biggest deficit at halftime since late 2018 or something. Like they're just It's ridiculous. Extremely consistent team. I don't know. I I hate to pick favorites for like saying, "Oh, this team's the best. They're going to win the title." Cuz you never yeah, know what's going to happen in March, March Madness. March Madness is probably the most unpredictable form of uh, a championship. I mean, nobody's ever picked a perfect bracket ever. That's what I'm saying. Like, like it's that just, almost doesn't so seem possible. Teams. It's but just like so many upsets happen every year, like one seeds get upset and, yep. and Sweet Sixteen and all that stuff. You never know, you know. But but if I any team is is favored, it's Gonzaga right now. I said I'd have to say that I hate to say this, but I think they're a lock for the Elite Eight at least. Oh know? yeah, but like I'd it's say just so t- too. like it's tough to say that. Though. Yeah, I know. I like I hate saying stuff like that. I mean, I because when Virginia lost to the sixteen seed. 16 seed a few years ago um oh, I, I think yeah. i think they were the number one like number one team number one yeah yeah they were they were they were number uh, one in the country they had a kyle guy i think and mm-hmm. oh man it's gonna kill me i can't remember the rest of the team but yeah they they were a very good team and they yeah I, they, they had came like, back and won the next year though right didn't they yeah they didn't were they win the tourney the next year they were in the final. I don't remember if they won or not. I, yeah, because I think they beat Texas Tech, right? Yeah, I think. I'm gonna right. I'm gonna double check on that, but I I'm think pretty right. sure. I know they were in the final though. I'm pretty sure they beat, um, Texas Tech. Yeah, I. Man, it feels so long since you've had a March Madness tournament. <laughs> Dude, I know. Like, <laughs> like not having it last year, and that was like, like right seriously. at the beginning of COVID. So that's like a complete year since. Um, I mean, it's been two years, right? Yeah, since 2019. Mm-hmm. Yeah, NCAA tournament champions, 2019, the uh, Virginia. Last time we watched it. Oh, that I was remember. Virginia Tech. We were seniors in high school. Yeah, that's what I'm. Th- I I would just remember because I remember we my uh, my physics teacher. If if we um, if Texas Tech won, because one of his one of his sons went there, we'd get extra credit, and they didn't win the game. Damn. They lost in overtime. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I remember. I downloaded like the March Madness app, and I was watching every single game. Oh on yeah, my phone. I, I would be in class just like not paying yeah, attention just watching my, the, the games i had it on my school ipad and my phone i was watching two games at yeah. once all the time during yeah. The school yeah but if anybody i mean if anybody has the best chance to win this year it's definitely gonzaga no doubt yeah. i yeah i agree i think uh i think the big 10 tournament 
and like how those teams like if say a team gets hot or something like that because that's definitely the best conference in college basketball this by year far. as far as well by far they had like four round wise four top 10 teams yeah exactly uh i think there's definitely teams that can get hot and then um carry that into the tournament you know what i mean i'd say and outside it's of be big depending on who gets the number one seed like who wins out i'd say outside of baylor a big 10 team is the biggest scare for gonzaga Definitely, like a team Without like a Michigan doubt. or Illinois, mm-hmm. I mean, even, Iowa. even Iowa. If, yeah. if Roberto is that his first name, Roberto Garza? No, Luca. Ro- um, who am I thinking of? Or Luke Garza? Luca? Luca? Luca or Luca? I always forget. I don't know but what I'm thinking of. He's just a yeah, Luca. Luca. He's just a massive human being. I think it's Luca Garza. Who's just? <laughs> uh, shout out to Barstool Big Cat, but uh, he said he said Luke Gar- Luca Garza is just. He's just one of those guys you just don't want to touch him. He's just a big sweaty guy yeah, who you see at literally. export who's just who's just mess. He's just bigger than everyone who who just I mean he just like gets you ever easy play buckets. basketball and a guy's just like like laced in sweat yes, and you don't just, even want to touch him to guard just him. That guy, yeah, yeah it's. <laughs> I mean that's just the guy, the kind of guy he is. I, I mean he's a he's a great college player, but for me I think he's gonna be a late second round pick. Yeah, if in that, the draft, if if, that, if he yeah. even gets drafted, I mean he's probably the national player of the year, honestly, besides mm-hmm. Io. But uh, I mean, yeah, I he'll. I feel like he could get picked up to like a G League contract or something yeah. for sure. But he's just probably. not your ideal NBA player. He's just no, like not at all. He's he's a perfect college player, you know. Oh Because yeah. it's such a different game than the NBA. Adam but, oh yeah, <laughs> literally Adam Morrison. Yeah. Yeah, I, and NBA teams have learned their lesson with guys like that. But so. this uh, this Big Ten tourney is going to be very interesting because oh, there's yeah. so many good I'm teams. I'm excited for that. There's uh, so many good teams. We're going to have to wait a few days because we're going to have, like, Northwestern and Nebraska. And Minnesota. Michigan State and yeah. teams like that. Michigan like, State, they're a little dangerous, though. Yeah, they did beat Michigan. I don't really want to talk about Didn't it. Didn't they but beat – I think they beat U of I, too, no? I don't know uh, if they early in the season. They beat possibly. Iowa, I think. They've they've had yeah, they're, some upsets. They're they have a they're above five hundred. I know that because they're, they're right I mean they're just they're, a good program with Tom Izzo, obviously. Yeah, but um, they they get some solid players. They they're not as good as they were a few years ago, obviously, because they don't mm-hmm. have Cassius Winston and Denzel Valentine, right? And all those guys, but they're all right. I mean, or Miles Bridges, but I mean they're all right. I I just don't see. Produced the four seed. They're ahead of Ohio State. That's interesting. Yeah, they're a decent program. Uh, ever since those years with Carson Edwards, they've been pretty solid. Mm-hmm. Or a year, I think he went as a freshman. But yeah, I remember that. Uh, yeah, he was a bucket that year, by the way. Oh yeah. Uh, I don't know. Uh, I I'm hoping Michigan can take it as a Michigan fan. I'm hoping they can uh, they can do what they're supposed to do. I don't know. I I mean, me personally, I th- I hope U of I takes it, but yeah, um, I, I'm not opposed to Michigan. I was gonna say. Uh, I hope I hope that that this is the matchup in the final. Michigan, I, I don't, Illinois. Is are they on the other side of the bracket? Or are they gonna have to play each other in the semi? No, they're they're on other sides of the bracket. Okay, I was just making sure. Because the Who's, semi would be. Which side is Ohio State on? Is he, are they on the Illinois side or they're the Michigan on Michigan side? side? Okay, that would be okay. huge. That's a huge game right there, yeah. Michigan Ohio State. Michigan beat them, so I I'm hoping it can carry on. But Ohio State, if they win, they're gonna have to play Purdue, so that's gonna be a good game. Yeah. Um, other side, dude. Illinois. Imagine Illinois, Iowa, and then Mich- Michigan, Ohio too, State. Right? Uh, Wisconsin is on the Illinois side. Okay. Yeah. yeah. That's they're a tough match. Yeah. They're a tough matchup. Uh, Wisconsin's pretty underrated. Uh, they're gonna have to play Iowa because there's no way yeah. Penn State or Nebraska is getting gonna, past Wisconsin. That's also gonna be a great game. Mm-hmm. Iowa has some great shooters though. Oh yeah. I mean that's the thing. Luka Garza gets so much attention in the paint, and then you got great shooters out there. You just dish it out. And they're knocking down shots left and right. Mm-hmm. That's what makes them so tough. Yeah, man. I mean, 
this with with like uh, Kentucky probably not making the tournament, Duke not, probably not making the tournament. This is going to be a weird year for March oh, yeah. Madness, and probably we'll see probably more upsets because there's not a lot of great teams. Yeah, you got teams like Loyola who are great. I mean, they're coach. they're a top twenty five team right now. That's like they're I'm killing saying. it. You know, I, I I like them a lot. I mean, they're always just so well coached and they just play the right way. I don't know, and they just have Porter Moser, baby. Oh, Porter Moser, oh, what a name! A great coach. What thing. a name. He's a uh, he's definitely gonna his recruiting class are definitely gonna get better and better just because he's building such a great program. He, you know? They are a very good program, no doubt. And if they make yeah. another run, dude, I'm gonna get I'm, that's gonna be crazy. Yeah, they're only. I mean, and they're. The reputation's only building up year by year because mm-hmm. ever since that uh, that Final Four run, they're like everyone just knows who they are, you know. Oh yeah, for like, sure. They they were some like I don't are they considered a mid major? I'm not sure. I think they are. If they're like they were like just some D1 mid major that uh, wasn't really much, but now I think they're like a well respected program. Mm-hmm. Like every year you look at them and you're like, oh, they they could definitely do something and win a few games. Yeah, you know? yeah. I don't know. They've yeah. What what Porter's done there has been amazing. Um, I'm beyond hyped for March Madness this year. I mean, there's gonna, Same. there's definitely, there's no way there's gonna be a perfect bracket. I don't even think one relatively no, close. No chance. They got those bracketology things all the time. But mm-hmm. I mean, I mean. Yeah, there's so be much. A little accurate, but they're never gonna. There be. is way too much uncertainty this year. Exactly. The powerhouses. I mean, when's the last time have we ever seen four top ten teams from the Big Ten ever? No. I don't think so. So. Well, not not recently. Yeah, so. it's 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 gonna be an awesome year, definitely for March Madness. Yeah. Um, if I had to pick, I'd pick Gonzaga to win it all, but um, definitely there's there's I don't know, it's gonna be awesome. Yeah. So I could say. Um, I think we're good. Yeah. Uh, this has been another episode of the Glacier Guys. You can find these episodes on the Glacier website. Uh, Moraine will post them also to their SoundCloud and YouTube page. Uh, thanks for listening this episode and. We will see you guys in two weeks because next week is uh, spring break. So yep. we're probably not going to be able to record. But um, Maybe a longer episode. Yeah, just because there's going to be a lot more to cover. So um, thanks for tuning in, and uh, we will see you guys next time.